0: Hello, good morning. Um, I am still your um, instructor for uh, this course the police photography lecture and laboratory. So, this is for Sai Wan. I humbly welcome you to uh, this course. May we have a um, harmonious uh, relationship again into this uh, semester. So, let's start. So, what is photography? So, I know um, that you are um, into photography, whether selfies, whether um, whether photography is your passion. So, now, let's um, dig into photography. But uh, this um, type of photography is all about a forensic, uh, this uh, photography is related into forensic sciences wherein we are using photography as an evidence in court or trial. So, this um, photograph are being used as an evidence in court trial. So, let's start by defining what is photography. So, what is photography? So, the word Photography is derived of two Greek words, phos, which means light, and graphia, meaning right. So therefore, photography best translates to right with light. So as you, deba. As you observe, when you took a picture or when you take a picture with with no lights at all, there wa- oh you cannot develop an image, right? So, that is the same with uh, photography. It has or there has to be light in order uh, for an image to be developed. So, that's why that is called to write with light. So, there are two versions on the root words or origin of the word photography. So, photography is derived from Greek word phos or photo meaning light and the word grapho, which means to draw. So, literally, therefore, photography is the drawing with light. So, it is the drawing with the use of light. So, the other version, the second word is graphia, which means to write or literally to photography is the writing with light. So, what is a modern definition of photography? So, photography is an art or science which deals with the reproduction of images through the action of light are sensitized materials with the aid of a camera and its accessories and the chemical processes involved therein. So before uh, an image or or an, an image has to be developed in a long process, right? wherein there are chemicals involved in order to uh, develop the picture. As uh, there are um Shops or photoshops in the, uh, tag, in, in the, out oh, today, like the Aldea Photo Center. So, I have seen a, uh, mano na pag-develop sa mga picture. Diba, maingon nga, sir, ma'am, balik ka siya after one hour. Because, nagmanumano na sila og develop sa picture. Because, uh, manumano na pagdevelop develop sa picture, uh, mo long last gid ang, picture not not just kanabitang uh, example sa kan mga instax bitaw mo inig uh, inig picture nyo ma-develop dire so na it tendensiya dali ra kaayo ang uh, ma-luma ang picture or madaot ba in contrast with the manumano that involves chemical during the development of um, pictures or photos next what is A legal definition of photography. So modern photography may be defined as any means for the chemical, thermal, electrical, or electronic recording of the images on sensitized materials or objects formed by some type of radiant energy, including gamma rays. This definition is broad enough to include not only the conventional methods of photography, but almost any new process that may be developed. So how is uh, how is uh, let's go with uh police photography. So how is uh police photography differs from different fields of photography. So police photography is an art or science which deals with the study of the principles of photography, the preparation of photographic evidence and its application to police works. So, For example, in a police photography, let's uh I know that you are, um, na mo na mga police station. There are, um, certain criminals or, uh, mga at-large nga mga tao na commit crime. Gilaray na sila tanandiya. That is called a rogues gallery. So, rogues gallery is an example of a police photography that is used in police work. Diba? ba? Next, forensic photography. It is now the art of or science of photographically documenting a crime scene and evidence for laboratory examination and analysis for court analysis for purposes for court of court trial. So forensic photography. So mostly uh, those are experts uh, that belongs to the crime scene operatives of the SOCO mo na mostly nga uh, na mga expert forensic experts wherein they are tasked to photograph with the different angles of the physical evidences gathered in the crime scene uh, the there are certain angles na kailangan ni mo photograph in order to an man in order to um, because it is helpful when investigating the crime, because through photographs we can, unsa may tawag anabitang ma-determine, huh? Photographs are important in the reenactment of the crime committed as an helpful tool or aid in the investigation process. So, Dapat sa photography makita pelang daan ang unsa kalagyo ang evidence gikan sa um, corpus delicti or sa body of the person unsa kalagyo as si evidence 1, si evidence 2. So syempre i-apil na sya nimo og Now let's go with the historical evolution of forensic photography. So there are um so Many years of in the development of photography, but we will only tackle uh, the most um, viable or the most important or the most significant um, development or the evolution of photography. So, what are the basic components of photography? So, first we have light, of course. Again, we cannot develop an image, a picture, or a photo without the aid of light, the bagwalai light. Blanko na siya. Okay? So, light, the days of creation. So, we can read it in the Bible, in the Genesis, the beginning or the creation of the world. So, ingon uh, in si God nga, let there be light. So, of course, let, He is God. So, let there be light. Nahayag ang kalibutan. Next, equipment. So, in order for you to... um develop photograph or to conduct photography you should have an equipment. So the portable camera obscura or Latin dark for Latin for dark chamber was used by artists or painters to get accurate perspective of natural scene and scale of their subjects. Photography should uh, develop a uh, photograph or that is called dark Chrome. Should be uh, dark during the development of the pictures or the photos. It is again very important um, to get a great perspective of the natural scene and the scale of their objects. So third, so when you uh, take a picture, na ay light unsa gamiton equipment and the development of photograph or the development of photos are called chemicals. So there are certain chemicals that is used in order to develop a good photo. So light sensiv- sensitivity of silver nitrate and silver chloride solution was discovered and investigated in 1800. Thomas Wedgwood and Humphrey Davy produced photogram. So, now, let's go with the true photography. So, during nag yun, nag-certainly evolve ang photography to what photography we have today. So, first is the 8th, uh, so, during the year 1839, that is generally known as the birth year of photography. So, during the year 1839, photography has been introduced or photography has been bor- born. That is introduced or that was introduced by William Henry Fox Talbot, who explained a process he had invented, the color type at the Royal so- Society of Lon- London. So the color type used paper with its surface fibers impregnated with light sensitive compound. So we also have Louis Jacques. O Jacques Mande Daguerre made a public demonstration in Paris in his daguerreotype in collaboration with Joseph Nesifor Niepce. So, unsa man po'y quality ni daguerreotype. So, the daguerreotype form an image directly on the silver surface of a metal plate. Next, 1848. Abel Niepce de Saint Victor introduced a process of negatives and glass using albu- albumen or egg white as binding medium. Next, Louis Desire Blancart in 1850 introduced a printing paper coated with albumen to achieve a glossy surface. So, in 1856, when John F. W. Herschel coined the word photography. So, after how many years in the evolution of... So finally, on the year 1856, John W. F. Herschel coined the word photography after how many years in the evolution of photography. On 1861, James Clark Maxwell res- research now on colors. So, before... James Clark Maxwell research on colors, uh, photography was all negative. Negative, the absence of color. It's either black or silver. In 1988, the arrival of true digital cameras. So The first true digital camera that recorded images as a computerized file was likely the Fuji DS-1P of 1988. So, one of the pioneers of uh, photography or the development of photographs are kanagitawag itong Kodak, Nikon, pa, uban nga mga uh, Fuji, Fujifilm, kana sila, uh, uh, na na sila sa during the evolution of photography. So, as we Became industrialized as well as uh, those our our um, needs or the equipments or the tools are also being modernized. So photography in criminal applications. So the history of forensic science and criminal investigation is both rich and exciting. The discoveries and observations of our predecessors are likewise surprising and comforting. The great men and women who paved a path of enlightenment in crime investigation continue to teach us long after their deaths. So in 1854, an Englishman, Maddox, developed a dry plate photography eclipsing the the Daguerre's wet plate on teen method. So this made practical the photography of inmates for prison records. So in 1859, in the United States, one of the earliest applied forensic science was in photography. It was used to demonstrate evidence in a California case in large photographs of signature were presented in a court case involving forgery. So this time or this year's uh, photograph was already used in criminal investigations. So in 1864 Although Audelberch first advocates the use of photography for the identification of criminals and the documentation of evidence and the crime scene. So it was long before 1864 that photograph has been used to record evidences or to document evidences found in the crime scene. So early photographs of accused and arrested persons were beautifully posed uh, as example of the Victorian photograph, photographers at uh, 20 to 30 years. So later, every major police force in England and the United States has rogues, galleries, full face profile, and full body shots. So we adapted uh, rogues gallery from United States and European countries. So we also have rogues galleries in our uh, different police stations. In 1982, Alphonse Bertillon who initiated anthropometric measures for personal identification. So, see si Alphonse Bertillon uh, uses anthropometric measurements to, in order to, to be used in personal identification. So, for example, na ay na found ng um, tao or a certain kadang nadugta na or bukog na. Meseronia ang iyahang uh, unsa a ang iyang thigh bone, iyang skull. And, in order to document that, is, he uses, or he used, photograph. So, 1902, Dr. Race, a German scientist trained in um, uh, Chemistry and physical physics at Lausanne University in S- Switzerland contributed uh, in the field of criminalistics or in the field of forensic photography in criminalistics. So in 1910, Victor Baltazar developed a method of photogra- photographic comparison of bullets and cartridges. So in 1910, forensic ballistics now was introduced through the use of photography so dere I- compare niya uh unsa kadak-a ang cartridge or bullets found in the crime scene so diha na na involve ang field of ballistics next legal foundation of forensic evidences so for black and white photographs so we have the the dag- type was used in civil case so of course, a photograph is very helpful uh, in terms of criminal investigation and even court trial. So, in the Philippines, the school which pioneered criminology education is the Floridell Educational Institution. Now, the Philippine College of Criminology at 641 Salas Street, Santa Cruz, Manila. So, of course, um, forensic photography education was be- was integrated into uh, the program of criminology to prepare students in the field of forensic sciences especially in photography so what is now the principles of photography so a photograph is the mechanical and chemical result of photography so to produce a photograph light is needed aside from sensitized. Materials So, lights reflected or radiated by subject must reach the sensitized materials while all other lights must be excluded. So, the exclusion of all unwanted and unnecessary lights is achieved by placing the sensitized material inside a camera. So, kani, kani akong gi, um, ingon karon you will not appreciate this because we are born with uh, an ECPC um taking a photograph not just before nga dako kayo nga equipment ang ilang gamiton, black and white pa before sila og image or in order for them to use photography and use it as a viable instrument for them in criminal investigation or court trial One of the underlying conditions of um, the community-based correction or, or is uh, the offering of um, alternatives to offenders or to prisoners who will not undergo an, incarcerized or an incarcerated uh, form of punishment. So, it has introduced a community-based correction. So, there are many programs that a a community-based correction have. So, we have diversion, restitution, probation, parole, and various provisions for temporary release from prison or jail. So, let us tackle uh, some of them in the um, next um, discussions. But you will first um, discuss what is a temporary release of a detained person. So what are the possible forms or um, ways or methods that a person can be temporarily released from custody, from the jail. So um, let's discuss that so when a person is arrested or otherwise deprived of his liberty for the alleged commission of an offense he may avail of the legal remedies provided and guaranteed by the constitution statutes and the rules of court for his temporary release so this include the application for bail or recognizance and habeas corpus so where the accused is already convicted or is serving the penalty imposed by the trial court there are however legal remedies also for the convict to regain his liberty by virtue of or grant of pardon, amnesty, parole, probation, and etc. that is also subject to limitations and conditions of the issuing authority so before an issuing authority will issue these um, legal remedies so they will see to it that a prisoner is um, qualified to apply for such legal remedy Uh, but first let us define what are the three um, most mentioned words here in the temporary release of detained person so first we have detention. So, what is detention? So, detention as defined by the PNP is restraint of, of personal liberty or deprivation of freedom of action in any significant manner. So, from the word restraint. So, you have been uh, rest, restrained to have your personal liberty or deprivation of freedom of action in any significant manner manners in any significant manner so any form of deprivation of freedom you cannot do what you want any uh, deprivation of your rights it is detention okay next we have detainee so what is a detainee so according to the bgmp or the bureau of jail management and penology it refers to a person who is accused before a court or competent authority and is temporarily confined in jail while undergoing or awaiting investigation, trial, or final judgment. So, the uh, Bureau of Jail Management and Penology detained persons who are undergoing trial. Okay? Um they are undergoing trial or they are done with a uh, preliminary investigation um, and is awaiting for final judgment. So, before na sila ipadala sa mga correctional facilities, um, yes, BGMP is o- also a correctional facility. But they are mostly housing um, or incarcerating offenders who are still awaiting for their final judgment those under the BUCOR are are already in their final um, judgment or they are already convicted of the crime they have committed next a detention prisoner so what is a detention prisoner it refers to a person arrested due to the commission of a crime or offense by the arresting unit for custodial investigation it likewise includes a person arrested for crimes which are heinous in nature against national security and high profile crimes so, arrested due to the commission of a crime or offense by the arresting unit for custodial investigation so when you say detention prisoner these are um, offenders who are under detention of the um, uh, police station that is uh, subject for custodial investigation, questioning of the crime uh, they committed. So that is a detention prisoner. So now let's go with the basis for temporary release of a per- of a detained person. The common way to release a person to release a detained person is through bail. You know what is bail right? So, bail can be a form of uh, a monetary, um, a property or a surety, a bond, or a person that is called recognizance, okay? So, let's discuss that in the next, um, In so let's discuss that today, but first, we will have the legal basis uh, as a temporary release of a, of a detained person. So first, we have the under the 1987 Philippine Constitution. So the 1987 Philippine Constitution allows two modes by which a person under custody may be released temporarily from detention before conviction of the offense charge. We have bail and the release on recognizance. But, it has a rule, okay. So any person who is who is um, detained in a police station or a in the in the VJMP or any form of um, correctional facility can avail for bail. Again, any as I said, anyone can avail bail but it it is subjected for conditions okay so article 3 section 13 so that is under the 1987 philippine constitution all persons except those charged with offenses punishable by reclusion perpetua when evidence of guilt is strong shall before conviction be available by sufficient sureties or sureties or be released on recognizance as may be provided by law. Except man those charges of um, crimes under reclusion perpetua. So reclo- so the punish crimes and crimes with the punishment of reclusion temporal temporal down to the lowest or down to the um, lower penalties so you can avail for bail okay reclusion uh, pa- crimes with the punishment of reclusion perpetua is what um, is not uh, qualified for bail So, first we have um, under the 1987 Constitution next we have under the rules of court so rule 102 of the rules of court provides for habeas corpus. So what is a habeas corpus? A speedy and effectual remedy to relieve a person from unlawful restraint and will therefore issue when someone is deprived of liberty. So the rules on bail are intended to secure a faithful implementation of the constitutional right to bail and is governed by Rule 114 of the 1985 Rules of Court. As amended so what so later on we will discuss what is uh, let us uh, later on we'll discuss more on habeas corpus so I will still define bail as I know that you already have uh, background about bail so bail is the security given for the release of a person in custody of the law furnished by him or a bondsman to guarantee his appearance before any court as required under the conditions herein after specified. So the purpose of requiring bail is to relieve an accused from imprisonment until his conviction and yet secure his appearance at the trial. Um, when you apply for bail, it does not guarantee for a, a, a full relief of imprisonment that is all, only a temporary release from a detention facility. But, it does not guarantee you for a full, um, uh, full, um, so, it, it does not guarantee, um, a full, uh, permanent release but it's only a temporary. So what are the different forms of bail? So there are many forms of bail. So bail ban is an obligation given by the accused with one or more sureties with the condition to be void upon the performance by the accused of such acts as he may be legally required to perform. So bail can can be void depending on the legal... Acts performed by the bail bond, okay, or the bondsman itself. So it can be so bail can be given in the form of corporate surety. So, on corporate surety, any domestic or foreign corporation licensed as a surety in accordance with law and currently authorized to act as such may provide bail by a bond sub- subscribed jointly by the accused and an officer of the corporation duly authorized by its board of director. So, from the word corporate, so it comes from a corporation. Take note that the corporate surety is considered as the jailer or custodian of the accused and his obligation is to produce the body of the cu- accused whenever so required. Failure to do so is a violation of the condition of the band. Failing in this respect for feature of the bail bond is proper. So when you say corporate surety, uh, the person who has um, the authority to bail a person should require him to appear in any trial court whenever it requires. Okay? Next, we have property bond. A property bond is an undertaking cons- constituted as lien on the real property given as security for the amount of bail. So within 10 days after the approval of the bond, the accused shall cost the annotation of the lien on the certificate of title on file with the re- registry of deeds if the land is registered or if unregistered in the res- registration book on the space provided therefore in the registry of deeds for the province or city where the land lies. So for example if you have um, a land property or a hectares of land. So the court will determine uh, the lot acquisition or the hectares of lot that is equivalent to your bail. Okay. And then within ten days, you have after the approval of the ban, you should have given the or you should give the annotation as a lien of your property ban. Okay? Next. Cash deposit. So this is the most common uh, bail that is practiced. In our country, the um, bailing of cash, using cash. So the accused or any person acting in his behalf may deposit in cash with the nearest collector of internal, revenue, or provincial, city, or municipal, treasurer, or the clerk of court where the case is pending. So the amount of bail is fixed by the court or recommended by the prosecutor who investigated or filed the case so upon submission of a proper certificate of deposit and a written undertaking, showing compliance with the requirements so, who will issue it? It's de- it depends maybe the prosecutor or the clerk of court or the judge okay, next a recognizance last is a bail bond in a form of recognizance. So, whenever allowed by law or the rules, the court may release a person in custody to his own recognizance or that of a responsible person. So, a, resp- a responsible person has a good uh, quality standing, good character reference within your community. It can be your barangay captain, your municipal mayor or any uh, persons who has good uh, s- character standing in your community. A responsible person and an authorized person. Again, it can be your barangay captain with a good character standing and your municipal mayor with also a good character standing. Before the court Will release a person through recognizance again. That is subject for um, investigation first, or a background investigation. Whether uh, that person who will um, who is responsible for the for the bail or for the responsible for the bail ban is also qualified. So that person. Um, is also responsible whenever the accused is um, is required to attend court trial failure to do so is avoid for bail or bail ban let us go now what are the conditions of bail so the undertaking shall be effective upon approval And unless canceled, shall remain in force at all stages of the case until promulgation of the judgment of the Regional Trial Court irrespective of whether the case was originally filed in or appealed to it. Next, the accused shall appear before the proper court whenever required by the court or these rules. As I've said, the accused shall appear... Before the proper court, whenever required by the court or this rules, failure of attending, uh, this is avoid from bail, okay, or avoid f- for bail. So the failure of the accused to appear at the trial court at the trial without justification and despite due notice shall de- deem a waiver of his right to be present thereat. In such case, the trial may proceed in absentia. But, this is not um, commonly practiced in our um, trial court because, again, the person has the right to attend and hear his trial, Okay? Next, the bondsman shall surrender the accused of the, to the court for execution of the final judgment. Of course, um, the bondsman shall surrender the accused to the court for execution of the final judgment. So final judgment, of course, because a bail is only a temporary release from a detention facility. Now let's go with um, guidelines or factors to be considered in the fixing of the amount of bail. So first we have financial ability of the accused to give bail. So also, so the court will um um will check if that person has the capacity to procure money in such amount of time. So, before the court will um, fix the amount of bail, it had already checked the financial ability of the accused to give bail. Next, nature and circumstances of the offense. Of course, the nat- nature and circumstances of the offense. If the offense committed has only a lower penalty, or uh, the offense committed has the penalty of reclusion perpetua. So, before the court will consider the amount fixed for bail, again, he will study or he will um, see the factor of the nature and circumstances of the offense. Next, penalty for the offense charge. Penalty. Next, Character and reputation of the accused Age and health of the accused So this is important Age and health of the accused Weight of the evidence against the accused Probability of the accused appearing at the trial So this is very important Probability of the accused appearing at the trial Um, This is um, also a guideline so that the court will still guarantee its full presence during the trial. There, there might be um in, in instance uh, there might be some cases that um, the bondsman or not the bondsman, the accused may not present himself or herself in the trial. So. If that person was released in um, recognizance, so the persons, the persons the person who is responsible for the bill or for the bill ban is also responsible for him to appear in trial or for the accused to appear on trial. Next, for feature of other bail the fact that the accused was a fugitive from justice when arrested and dependency of other cases in which the accused is on bail so where can we file for bail so bail in the amount fixed may be filed with the court where the case is pending so you can file for a bail where the court with the court where the case is pending or in the absence or unavailability of the judge thereof with any regional trial judge, metropolitan trial judge, municipal trial judge, or municipal trial judge in the province, city, or municipality. So if the accused is arrested in a province, city, or municipality other than where the case is pending, bail may also be filed with any regional trial court of said place if no judge thereof is... Available with any metropolitan trial judge, municipal trial judge, or municipal circuit trial judge therein. So where the uh, so you can file bail with the court where the case is pending. But with the absence of judge, we, you can file for any regional trial court. Okay. Next, where the grant of bail is a matter of discretion or the accused seeks to be released on recognizance, the application may only be filed in the court where the case is pending whether on preliminary investigation, trial, or on appeal. So, or the accused seeks to be released on recognizance. So, if the person seeks to be released on recognizance, it is the bill should be filed where the should be filed in the court where the case is pending. Next, any person in custody who is not yet charged in court may apply for bail with any court in the province, city, or municipality where he is held. So any person in custody who is not yet charged in court may apply for bail with any court in the province, city, or municipality where he is Health. Now, let's go with When is bail a matter of right? So, when is bail is a matter of right or your right to bail? So, all persons in custody of law shall be admitted to bail as a matter of right. So, bail is your right. It is the right of a person to be released or to, to be temporary uh, temporarily released from a detention facility whenever you have committed a crime with sufficient sureties or release on recognisance as prescribed by the law or the rules so when is bail a matter of right first before or after conviction by the metropolitan trial court the municipal trial court the municipal trial court in cities or municipal circuit trial court. So those courts I have mentioned does not reach the regional trial court. This means that these offenses are only uh, minor cases or petty offenses. Okay. So before or after conviction. Bail is a matter of right From the courts that I have mentioned Like the MCTC, the, MC, the MTC, the Municipal Circuit Trial Court The Municipal Trial Court in Cities The Metropolitan Trial Court and the Municipal Trial Court Next, number two Before conviction by the Regional Trial Court Of an offense not punishable by death reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment so bail is a matter of right you can file for bail you have the right to bail before conviction by the regional trial court of an offense not punishable by death reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment so you have the right to bail before conviction after conviction you have no right to bail because you are already given a final judgment. Okay? When is bail a matter of right? Before or after conviction by the Metropolitan Trial Court, the Municipal Trial Court, the Municipal Trial Court in Cities or Municipal Circuit Trial Court, and before the conviction by the Regional Trial Court of an offense not punishable by death, reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment. Okay? Now let's go with when is bail a discretionary? ng discretionary. It is the discretion of the judge or the court to issue a bail for the accused. Katong isa, it is a matter of right. It is considered a right to bail. So next is, when is bail discretionary? Discretionary in the part of the court, the sentencing court, or the judge to issue for bail. Okay, so when is bail discretionary? Bail is a matter of discretion upon conviction by the regional trial court or the RTC of an offense not punishable by death, reclusion perpetua, or life imprisonment. If the penalty imposed by the trial court is imprisonment exceeding 6 years, the accused shall be denied bail or his. Bail shall be cancelled upon showing by the prosecution with notice to the accused of the following or other similar circumstances. So, bail is a matter of discretion. Upon conviction by the regional trial court of an offense not punishable by death, if the penalty imposed by trial court is imprisonment exceeding 6 years, the accused shall be denied bail with notice to the accused of the following or any other similar circumstances. So, this, these circumstances that I will mention denies a person to bail. First, that he is a recidivist. Recidivist, balik-balik na sa um, detention facility. A quasi-recidivist, a habitual delinquent or has committed the crime aggravated by the circumstance of reiteration. As I've mentioned earlier, bail is subjected for guidelines or factors before the court will um, give or will authorize an accused to bail, seeing this circumstances. Bail is a matter of discretion, but the court again should have um, um, investigated or should have looked if a person is a recidivist, a quasi-recidivist, or a habitual delinquent. Next, that he has previously escaped from legal confinement, evaded sentence, or violated the conditions of his bail without valid justification. So even though, even though um, the crime committed is lower than reclusion perpetua, but these circumstances are present, uh, the person is denied for bail. Okay. Number three, that he committed the offense while under probation, parole, or conditional pardon. Fourth, that the circumstances of his case indicate the probability of flight if released on bail. So, if um, the circumstances of his case indicate the probability of flight if released on bail. Magtago-tago mo mudong sa country. So, if the court we'll see that so he is denied for bail or five that there is undue risk that he may commit another crime during dependency of the appeal so the person is denied for bail so that are the circumstances where bail is a matter of discretion kay tanawon pa man sa sentencing court if the person is qualified for bail okay May bail, may, may bail be granted even if what is charged is a capital offense and the evidence of guilt is strong. So although bail is not a matter of right when the accused is charged with a capital offense and the evidence of guilt is strong, there are rulings of the Supreme Court that in exceptional cases, the court has discretion to grant bail on such cases. Again, even though bail... It's not a matter of right for a offense ch- or, or the accused charged with a capital offense but there are circumstances that bail is a matter of discretion based on exceptional um, cases that the court decides or that the sentencing court may decide okay, next what are the duties of a trial judge in the conduct of hearing if bail application is filed? The hearing of an application for bail should be summary or otherwise in the discretion of the court. So by summary hearing means, so what is summary hearing? It means such brief and speedy method of receiving and considering the evidence of guilt as is practicable and consistent with the purpose of the hearing which is merely to determine the weight of the evidence for the purposes of bail. So the duty of the trial judge is called a summary hearing. He will determine the weight of the evidences for the purpose of bail. The court's order granting or refusing bail must contain a summary of the evidence, of the evidence for the prosecution followed by its conclusion whether or not the evidence of guilt is strong. For a summary is necessarily a respons- reasonable recital of any evidence presented by the prosecution. So any order issued in the absence thereof is not a product of sound judicial discretion but of whim and caprice and outright arbitrariness So the duty of a trial judge is to conduct a summary hearing determining the weight of the evidence for the purpose of bail okay but it is um not practice to be uh, conducting a summary hearing without the presence of the accused okay so, what are the policies concerning the effectivity of the bail of the accused? So, what are the policies thou concerning the effectivity of the bail of the accused? So, when an accused is charged with the offense which under the law existing at the time of its commission and at the time of the application for bail is punishable by a penalty lower than reclusion perpetua. When an accused is charged with a capital offense or, a, or an offense which, under the law, at the time of the commission and at the time of the application for bail, is punishable by reclusion perpetua. Next. When an accused is charged with a capital offense or an offense which, under the law, at the time of its commission and at the time of the application for bail, is punishable by reclusion perpetua. So, what are the reasons why the Constitution prohibits the imposition of excessive bail? So, what is an excessive bail? Excessive bail is the amount that that exceeds the proper amount of bail fixed by the court. So, why the Constitution prohibits that? So, excessive bail means a bail set at a higher amount than that reasonably calculated to ensure the presence of the accused at the trial. So, it is it is prohibited for the following reasons. First, to safeguard the li- liability of the individual. Two, the imposition of excessive bail amounts to nullification of the right to bail which is offensive to the Constitution. Because the Constitution states that Bail is a matter of right. So, if you fix an excessive bail, then the calculated amount of the court, so you have already violated or you nullified the right of the person to bail according to the 1987 Philippine Constitution. Three, the right to bail would become meaningless. So, wala na'y meaning ang imong bail kung excess ramaganggi hapon ang amount ngayong pangayo. So, who may not invoke the right to bail? So, who may not invoke the right to bail? It cannot be invoked where the applicant is not yet in custody of the law because he went into hiding and is at large and hence a free man even when he has already been criminally charged in court. So, who may not invoke the right to bail? When the person or where the applicant is not yet in custody of the law because he went into hiding and is at large. Okay? So he already um, waived or invoked his right to bail. When that person is at large or hence he is considered a free man. When he has already been criminally charged in court. Say, for example, Juan um, committed rape against Anna. The case of rape was filed in the court yet, Juan is um, fleed from his community. Juan is um, uh, in in that in that example, Juan has the right to bail. Okay? Juan has the right to bail, but he already invoked his right to such bail because he fled from the um, uh, the case or the charge from the court. When Juan is at large, Juan fleed from the scene, or Juan is a free man, so he already invoked his right to bail. Again, anyone has the right to bail, except with the circumstances that I have mentioned. Number two, it is also not available to one charge with a capital offense or an offense punishable by reclusion perpetua life imprisonment or death if the evidence of guilt is strong so balik-balik the right to bail is invoked if the crime committed is punishable by reclusion perpetua death or life imprisonment and even though it is not punishable by uh, reclusion perpetua, but the guilt is strong, that person is denied for bail. Okay? Number three. Under the rules of court, no bail shall be allowed after the judgment has become final or after the accused has commenced to serve sentence. So, the person has no right to bail when it has already serving His final judgment.